You're tuning in to Intimate Interrogations. I'm your host, Yael Teagle. I'm so excited because I'm joined by my friend, Jesse. Jesse, welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> what a sexy voice. Why, thank you. Awesome. Um, before we begin, I need to read a statement and you need to agree to it. If you don't, then we stop right here and people go, wait, what happened to this episode? Um, the statement is, I understand that this is being recorded, will unlikely be edited, and everything I say can and will be used. Against me? I mean, yes. For me. For you, in general. I agree. Great. Okay. Um, so now we roll a die, and the die, well, we Google roll a die, um, and then the die will tell us what our topic is. So if we roll a one, that is proudest moment, a two, sexy time stories, a three, embarrassing stories, a four, pet peeves, five, foot in mouth memories, or six, is it just me? Um, which one are you hoping to roll? I mean, I'm open, girl. You know, I'm open for anything. <laughs> is it just me? Like, well, no, I guess I have like, a bunch of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, you're, you're girl, ready I'm here. I'm careful when you send it. Okay. So um, you're going to hit the word search right there. Mm-hmm. And it's rolling. Wait, this is a real thing? Yeah. Oh, we got a one. Proudest moment. <sighs> wow. I want to hear something that, like, really stick stuck with you, really sticks with you. Okay. Yeah. Um, as of recently, so, mm-hmm. like, my whole thing is, like, you know, I'm this guy who got into the entertainment world, right? An sure. accountant and all this stuff. Wait, an accountant? Yes. I worked in a cubicle before coming here. Um, <laughs> so, and then I, I was an engineer, and then all of a sudden it turned into, like, oh, wait, I'm hosting. Yeah. And, wait, I could be a brand. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, so I create this website. Mm-hmm. So here's my proudest moment. So I create this website. I've been working on it for a while. I log in one day, and the website is completely destroyed. I was, like, paying people to, like, do certain things to it all together, but I was okay. putting a website together. So it got destroyed. I'm out all this money. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I do is nobody's helping me for free, you know, or they're, like, sending me to, like, things that look like a MySpace page. So I'm like, okay, here we are. I'm going to teach myself how to make a website. So I literally went on Google, mm-hmm. taught myself how to Photoshop, taught myself HTML to a very basic level. Right. Um, and I actually, as of last week, finished. I literally designed from scratch a whole website. And it's awesome. And everyone I've shown is so amazed by it. And I have to say, I'm proud of it because in a moment where I was down, out of money, and didn't know where to turn to, mm-hmm. I really used my resources and it actually came out better than the original site. Yeah. So I have to say, the, the most recent proudest moment I can think of is definitely that. And I'm like still on a high from it. That's amazing. Thank you. Do you think that it relates um, just like to your career as a whole as opposed to just this one? Because it's like... It's no, that's the, my career. No, but I mean like what I think is the, the proudest moment that you're showing the world is that a, you made this website. But that website is showing you, mm. right? So, like, it's not just it's a website. Me. It is 100% you. It is showing it's your website for, I'm assuming it's your portfolio website. Yeah. like your headshots and reel and stuff. Um, so it's showing you and you did it. Yep. Because the first website, it's funny you said it, because the first one I was working on, other people were giving me things that I was applying to this one general site. Mm-hmm. And as I look at the two of them, the first one was cool. Yeah. But this is 
when you see it, you're going to be like, oh, that's Jesse, 100%. Uh, and it does. It ties to my life in general because when I think of even just being in Hollywood, I'm here because someone said no to me in a situation, and I was like, fuck that, I'm getting I'm driving across the country. And then I was like, all right, well, now i got to figure out what the fuck's going to happen. Well, tell me about that. <laughs> Who said no to you? What did they say? Um, well, so I had dropped out of college to become a stand-up comedian because that was smart. Um, <laughs> How did, when did you become an accountant? So I became an accountant uh, after I was doing stand-up comedy in New York. Um, I got jumped by a gang in Brooklyn, and they left me on the train tracks. And as I woke up and walked from <laughs> uh, Sterling Street, Brooklyn, to 42nd to 36th and 9th, to my apartment there. Um, Those of us from California sorry, that's have no New idea York. where that is. <laughs> that's New York, 36th and 9th Street, right by Penn Station. Okay, um, I'll trust so you. So that's like a really, that's like going from here to like Santa Monica walking from uh, northern Hollywood sure. to Santa Monica. Okay. It's very far. Um, nobody would help me, yeah. and it was just causing me to hate people. So I ended up going from this entertainment and this smiley person to moving back to uh, back home. And then I, you know, my mom had started an accounting company, and she was having trouble, like, hiring people. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I mean, I'll work as like the secretary in the front. Sure. I'm not going to like learn. And I actually started taking courses and got my <laughs> license. And I'm like, three and a half years, I'm like, why am I sitting across from my mother working every day? Wait, so you can do taxes? Huh? You can do taxes? Girl, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm not doing no taxes. But um, so within that, the no came from... Um, I had put myself to a place where I wasn't doing the comedy I wasn't doing anything that I loved and I was doing everything for everyone else Mm -hmm. and the no came from everyone telling me that who I thought I was and what I thought I could do friends family it was I came out and said I was gay and you had seen certain friends who were my best friends not be my friends anymore you can't be gay you can't be in a relationship you can't do I I can't this is what I've been doing while I was on my own like so all those no's, and then it took the point of bumping into Maria, and I remember saying to my mom, I was like, you know, I want to just uh, walk up to Maria, because Maria, uh, you know, we grew up together. Well, for um, people have no idea who Maria is on I'm the sorry. podcast. Maria Menounos, uh, creator and founder of AfterBuzz TV. Um, so, you know, she we were, uh, had this movie called Serial Buddies. My mom and her were in the same choir, mm-hmm. uh, church choir, and so... My mom was like the singer in the chair. So Maria requested from her mom to come sing for this movie. Yeah. So I went down with her and I had said to mom, I was like, mom, I think I'm just going to go talk to Maria and just tell her everything. I was like, she's in Hollywood. She'll understand what I'm going through right now. My mom was like, do not tell her you're gay. Do not. Because then it'll spread through the family and all this stuff. And I didn't listen to her, of course. <laughs> and I pulled Maria aside and I said, I, I, I told her, I was like, I was just jumped. I was beat up. I turned to this person who stares at a wall all the time. I'm not happy. I'm not doing what I love. And uh, she had started talking about AfterBuzz TV. And uh, that it was like, oh, we're, we're running this little thing out of this bedroom. <laughs> it's like, like nothing to what it is now. Yeah. And I came out here and here I am. And now I'm like, oh. Do you have any interest of going back into comedy? Uh, Yes, I actually have a show at the end of the month. Uh, So that's been my biggest thing. I stopped doing comedy because after getting jumped, uh, also I I lost my virginity to being raped at 19. Um, And last year, 
since we gotta be so frank about this. Um, last year, I realized that I never dealt with the rape issues because I couldn't tell anyone I was gay. Mm-hmm. So I internalized it. I cried about it for the month, and then I put it away for years. And up until last year, I realized why I'm so afraid. Everyone who meets me or sees me on camera is like, oh, you're so bubbly in this, but you meet me in person, I'm like, hey, I don't know how to, like, do small chat. I'm not good with that. Um, And so I realized the reason that is is because you grow up, and I held off on temptation, you know, I kept my virginity, and that was a choice I made. And then at 19, being gay, and fr- and people, at that time, people were like, you know, gay's not accepted, gay can't right. come here, you can't do this. So I'm already looking at it like, you know, I feel less than. Yeah. And then at 19, to have, you feel like you're a grown man, and to have another grown man mm-hmm. take that from you. I didn't realize what that was doing to my head, and it had caused me to go into this depression. And then when I got jumped, it caused me to go into a deeper depression. But that's how I found comedy. After the rape, I had to find the funny. And so that's where I started getting into that, and it took away from that, or it masked it. And then when I got jumped, I couldn't tell comedy anymore. Nothing was funny. I went back home. I watched comedies, and I can't laugh. And I was just in a cubicle replaying that. Um, so then, now I'm out here all these years later, AfterBuzz has helped me get my mind together as far as creating stories, the jokes, and all that. Um, and my fear has just been that finding the funny. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in a place where I've I've dived into myself, I've, I've looked at myself fully, I've ripped myself apart, I've overanalyzed myself to the point of, you know who the fuck you are. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do what you're meant to do. Because out of everything I do, because I DJ on top of that, out of everything I do, the people who have known me the longest always say, Jesse, why aren't you doing stand-up? Why aren't you doing stand-up? What are you doing? You do it every day on Afterbuzz. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you doing it? So I just sucked it up. This woman has, since I moved out here, don't know her. Don't know how she got my information. Yeah. Every month invites me to do an open mic, and I've turned it down. And this month I was like, you know what? Sign me up. I'm awesome. signed up. So there's no turning around. So I've, I've written my set. It's a new, brand new set, so I'm really excited. Yeah. And I'm here. I'm ready. You're here. New me. New, new, new year. <laughs> I like that, that movement you just made. That was ridiculous. Um, I want to go back a little to your, uh, your DJ and stand-up and host and engineer. And, and when we say engineer, we mean, um, like... Uh, like TV production, like yeah. doing the audio boards, and switching cameras yeah. and stuff. Um, not like software, hardware. Yeah, and I don't produce beats. <laughs> That's also like engineer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Um, but you DJ. I mix beats. Okay. Yes. I don't music. Oh, okay. Um, I just like I don't sport. Uh, so t- tell me about the different things that you're doing and where where is your heart. So, as far as DJing, I mean, I'm old. <laughs> um, I DJed a lot in New York and Boston, mm-hmm. and I had this thing in my head where I wasn't going to be 
turn into these new DJ kids and I'm going to respect vinyl and all that mm-hmm. and bullshit. You know, because there's DJs. That, there's all levels of D. Everyone's a fucking DJ if they say they're a fucking DJ. If you play music for somebody and you create and you care about that, you're a fucking DJ. So because I was in this place of like, I'm only going to have real turntables, really only going to have vinyl. Do you know how heavy that shit is? I would be in New York City on the subway. I don't know how I didn't get robbed. Like, I've only been jumped and robbed once in my life. But I was going on train tracks. Mm-hmm. Like, I was going on NY subway with a large coffin. That's what we call the stuff that you put uh, your turntables and mixer in. Two speakers, a backpack, and a bag. So, I'm just at a place... Because people today are always like, how come you're not DJing? How come you're not doing this as much? I commercial DJ now. Which means is like I work for like a gifting suite company. I go... To, yeah. basically play an iPod right now. Right. But so because my passion has kind of been out of the music. I do that at parties. So <laughs> I also have a DJ. My, my iPod is a little bigger than yours probably. Um so yeah, no, I, I recently um sold my turntables that was really hard for me and purchased turn you know, new set of turntables, a controller really. Yeah. For oh no it's gonna really not. Yeah, I can really not. But it's a mini version. It's the new age the hook new, up your computer, you get your turntables and whatever. DJ, yeah. Um because it got to the point, it was like, I want to enj- I want to get back into enjoying music. Also, music isn't what it used to be. Right. When I was DJing multiple times on a weekly basis, I loved the music that was out. Mm-hmm. I'm not there anymore. And I'm also so involved with like TV production, writing comedies, pitching shows to networks, that it's like, I don't have time to sit at home and map out songs. And so for right now, I've, I've noticed myself a little out of love with music. Mm-hmm. And I'm falling back in love with the stand-up. And that's not to say anything because that, you know, the DJing thing goes away or anything. But it's like, I don't, I've I've DJed so much that it's like, I don't want to be DJing at another club and seeing the same faces every week. If I'm going to DJ, I want it to be on my chair. I want it to be an event, a Mm -hmm. party. I want to be able to add my hosting, my comedy, bring my friends in. I want, I'm thinking more, I'm in a world where I'm thinking more production-wise. Yeah. Versus, oh, I'm a DJ. Oh, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm not, I'm not. Those things singly. I'm just I'm Jesse, and all these things are tied mm-hmm. to that. I can do all that. Yeah, I can cook too. <laughs> that brings us back to your brand. Mm. Um, your brand. I know that a lot of people know you as a um, as like the sassy, the sassy, sassy. guy. All right. I've right? never gotten sassy. Before. I mean, you do you do the ratchet shows? Yes. And you... And I become the ratchet, uh, what do they call it? Shade King. Yeah. That's what they call me on and, Twitter. But as a person, that's not you. No. It's a character. No, it's not a character. It's... Because I've gone through... I go through... This is why I'm focused on my brand right now. Mm-hmm. This Afterbuzz thing is something that I fell into. Yeah. It grew. And I don't try to be any big brand. Right. It's just, I'm realizing, oh, wait, I need to brand this because without trying, people are liking this. Yeah. Okay, so now I have to look at all these other people. How are they branding themselves? Mm-hmm. Um, and as you said, the, the ratchet stuff. I was started after I was doing Weeds, uh, Nurse Jackie, The Vampire Diaries, non-ratchet shows. Right. And ripping those types of shows apart and like like really over analyzing and then having fans tell you like if oh I we don't like you for liking that favorite couple. Well bitch that's what I like on the show. This show isn't even real. These people aren't real. This cast isn't real. Mm-hmm. Um I would get some producers 
upset with me because I didn't like a storyline of a scripted show. I'm sorry. And so I was just like, okay, I can't even watch Vampire Diaries anymore mm-hmm. at this point. So I just backed away from that. But I noticed with the reality stuff, I watch that shit, talk about it, and then I never think about it for the rest of the week. <laughs> and it's so funny when kids come up to me and they're like, oh my God, you do acting? I was like, yeah. All they want to do is talk about like love and hip hop. And I'm just sitting here like, I can honestly care less. But it's not that it's a character. It's a per- It's a side of Jesse mm-hmm. that any of my friends know that that I can have that when I meet someone up front no am I going to be walking up to like yep what's up bitch and I'm like no I don't know if you're going to like slap me in the face for calling you a bitch <laughs> like you don't know that like I'm not right. trying to fuck you like there's just like a lot of, like I'm realizing a lot within people but as far as my personality goes I've noticed because I get uh, made fun of by some Afrobos that I was like you should always start off like yeah because sometimes we do shows really late. Yeah. Sometimes the panel isn't as hyphy. So I start on 150 because that's going to at least bring them up to an 80. Yeah. That's at least going to give us 45 minutes of a fun, entertaining show where they have to interact because I'm acting so crazy. Right. Whereas I've joined other panels and it's a different type of show and it's a little smarter and the pace goes a little slower and there's more dead spots and dead air and there's thoughts that aren't being spoken. And it's like, okay, how do I mix those two? Because there's an element of both, which, you know, different people like. So for me, that's why I've kind of gotten into, uh, I'm, I'm starting to realize, oh wait, shit, the only shows I'm doing here are ratchet shows. My fan base is like eight to 17, which is cool, but you know, I, I, I want people to actually, like, know, like... That you have Love and hip-hop is not my life. Yeah. In any way, shape, or form. Right. But I actually do love Love and hip-hop because... And it's hard for me to get away from it because I feel like a show like that, as ratchet as it is, they hit topics that no one speaks about. Mm-hmm. So I would rather be the person talking about those topics because I don't want someone to glorify those topics. They're important topics that need to be discussed because there are girls getting out there that are you know, fucking guys to get pregnant, to get shoes, just so that they can, you know, have the baby and then get the guy's money. Yeah. Even though he's already married. You know? So these stories, as crazy as they are, and as much as I roast everybody on the shows, the thing I will say about reality TV is there is, if you break it down to the storyline, to its final, there are things that these young kids are watching and Mm -hmm. nobody's having a conversation with them after the show. And I think that's really important. And so I try to have fun with it. Right. But at the same time, I'm letting you know that these people are not people who should be putting up on a pedestal. So it's hard for me as far as brand-wise goes because I have been noticing that with the ratchet thing. And I'm like, when people meet me in real life, they're like, you were so sweet. I was so afraid that I, I just yesterday I did an interview. And she was like, I was afraid you were going to like rip me an asshole. I was like, girl, no. Like, I love the show. I wouldn't do it if I didn't right. love it. You know, so... That's where I'm like, okay, people need to see the other side of me. And, you know, when they see me DJing, I'm just DJing. I'm not talking. Yeah. So I would say I don't know if that answered the question. It totally answered the question. Um, I mean, I, I love seeing all sides of you. And I don't mean that in the dirty way. You do. I do. Uh, <laughs> you know I love you. Um, and I love that now everyone's getting to hear a different side of you. Um, so thank you for joining me on Intimate Interrogations. Thank you for allowing people to see a different side of me. Always. We want to see all sides of you. Well, above <laughs> the bell. I guess. 
Um, if Until you, I leak my news. But. Yeah, I assume you want to tell people who you are at this point. You can tell them where they can find you on Twitter. Yes, I am Jesse Janity, and you yeah. guys can follow me at DJ Jesse J. Awesome. No shame in my game. Uh uh-uh. uh. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Yael Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. And this is Intimate Interrogations. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss a single episode. And we'll see you next time for more Intimate Interrogations. This has been a presentation of Intimate Interrogations. The views expressed here by the guests do not reflect those of the hosts and the producers of this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to Intimate Interrogations on iTunes and follow the host, Yell Teagle, on Twitter.